Okay, so in this episode of Daily Cyber, we're going to be talking about separation of duties and why is it so important to have that in your company for certain processes and procedures that you're doing. So let's hack at it. Okay, so really exciting today. Uh, was looking over some articles and came across one from CNN that Barbara Corkin from Shark Tank was compromised. Now, not her specifically, but an employee from her company. And in the article, it's 400000 but it actually comes out to $388,000 and some change in US that the company was actually compromised because of... I would call it like a spoofed email address, which is the best way to define it. And what happened was, and you can read the article below, uh, from what I'm getting the gist of it, is that uh, Barbara's assistant, or what looked like was Barbara's assistant, uh, sent an email to the bookkeeper saying, we need you to transfer this money, $388,000, to a company in Germany that seemed like a valid company that we need to work with and we're going to have relationships with and, and they need the money and deposit or whatever that may be. And then all of a sudden they transfer the, the funds to them. And then the bookkeeper then confirmed it like, Hey, I just let you know, I, I transferred the money and sent an email to the actual uh, Barbara's assistant. And then what happened was from what I'm understanding, then she got back and validated, Hey, I never did this. I never request that. You know what's going on, and then they notice that the email address, a uh, couple of characters in the email address were not correct, so, and from the original email address requesting the money. So now, from what they are saying in CNN, the investigation now is going to the point where they found out the IP address when they traced the email is now in China. And now they're going through this, you know, investigation and so forth. So now. How does this have to do, or what does this have to do with separation of duties? So separation duties is is really kind of a, a check and balance type process where you have two people that have to authorize one action, one transaction. Just so that what happens is there's not something that can be done or someone cannot manipulate the system, compromise, uh, someone cannot, can't make a mistake because now there's two people doing it uh, and there has to be collusion in, in the company. If two people are working it, now they have to work together to do it. And a lot of times you can catch that very quickly, uh, hopefully when you have your checks and balances on. And then as you have, you know, separation of duties and responsibilities of you have, you know, a bookkeeper and then there has to be a transfer. Then someone else approves the, the transfer. So someone's actually doing that then you can you can actually approve like you can check that now having that process in place that you know you receive the email that transfer then you know you're having the process in this uh, situation which should be the case is that you know i understand people get busy but there should be some sort of checks checks and balances uh, especially larger amounts of transfers they should be like okay we're going to transfer this money just to confirm if you have to get on a phone call or send them a quick text or whatever that may be to know that it's them, right? And then have some sort of confirmation that, and here's something that I always recommend that there's an internal code that only the internal people know of 
the transfers and, and things like that, that there's a, a confirmation that yes, I authorize uh, check number or I authorize uh, our, and I'm just going to use this as an example, real estate deposit, uh, R, what is it? Real estate, R E uh, X two, three, seven, five, right? That could be their code to be able to do that, to have that amount transferred. And also now they know, yep, that's that person that's validated, right? If they get back going, you know, if you get a response back, you send an email and get a response back. What, what's uh, the code is, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And they're like, what? Okay. You're not the person. Now, now your alarm should go off. This is not correct. So separation of duty is so important when you, especially when you have critical business transactions and things that need to be done, contracts, legal, um, financial, uh, what else we look at, uh, systems implementation, uh, employee, you know, anything, anything to do with employee, employee information, all of these things should have checks and balances that they have separation of duties. And you have kind of like, well, almost like a two factor authorization for these things to go through that you have those checks and balances in place. Right? And this is why, you know, we have uh, mandatory vacations, right? And then you have cross training that when someone else can come in and do their job, they can kind of say, Oh, this is not really done right. Or something's not right. Like it's not working. And then they can find out like, Hey, you know, there's alarms going off saying, okay, you know what? This needs to be addressed when they get back because something's not right. Now, this is in worst case scenario and things that to, you know, audit your business and make sure that things are going correctly, but you're doing your due diligence. And in, I understand uh, one of the mindsets and questions I always get is, you know, do I always have to be that fearful? I want to have trust in my employees. It's not the point you don't trust them. It's that you want to make sure the business runs efficiently. You want to make sure there's a systems in place that there's audit trails that nothing go missing or nothing can go off the rails for too long. And, and then now there's a massive problem, right? If there's minor problems, minor challenges, we all deal with business. You can catch it right away. And that's what you're doing. And if they don't feel comfortable with that, maybe that's not the person for that position, right? And tell them like it's a high responsibility. It's something that needs to be done. We do this to protect not even just yourself, but to protect the business as well. So these are why these checks and balances are in place. So that's why it's so important when we look at separation of duties to make sure these duties are separate, but also that you have like multiple factors of authorization. It could be two, could be more, especially when you look at larger sums of, of money that's going out, they should be authorized. They should be confirmed and not just by one email saying, Hey, send this money, but there should be some sort of dialogue or communication. Hey, did you send this? Right. And then, you know, just, and it could be quick. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. I know right now something that is in the conversations more and more is quick five to 10 minute meetings, right? Not starting to cut down from the 30 minute to 60 minute meetings to, you know, you know, 10, 15 minute meetings that you go in, you have a few points, you address them and then you, you go on. And these can be done over the phone. These can be done over like a Skype or Zoom call, whatever that may be. It's just because so many people are so busy. These types of meetings now are more efficient. So even when you're looking at these transfers, something that could be done, and I'm just throwing out uh, some ideas, is that the transfers could be batched, right? And say, look, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I want to have a quick meeting with you. You know, next morning, I have these things that I need to just confirm, 
And then you go through them, check, 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 check. We authorize this, we authorize this, we authorize this, and then boom, also now, you know, the bookkeeper can go back in and just go through and start transferring the, those funds, right? So these checks and balances need to be in place. Uh, I'm sure Barbara's kind of going like, oh, you know, I wish I would have had them in place. But, you know, these are things that when we see them, we learn from. And as, you know, a collaborative effort in our discussion is, you know, for these in incidents is to be able to look at them, see what the challenges are, and then, you know, really trying to do like as, as much deep of a dive as we can and then address it to ourselves, do some self-evaluation. Do you have these systems in place? Do you have these checks and balances in place? Do you have separation of duty in place? Do you have them all? And how is it working? When's the last time you tested, you audit, you changed, you know, uh, when you changed roles, right? Cross training. When's the last time you did that to see if everything is running smoothly? Because when you, someone else gets trained in that position, you start to see, Okay, hold on. Is it running efficiently? Perfect. If it's not, what's really going on? Is, is it a process? Is it the training? Do we not have the manual set up properly for training and, and transference? You know, is the person that's currently doing the job, are they doing it their own way? Now we need to have it uniform that it can be transferred to someone else. And this is something we talk about when separation of duties is kind of that hit the bus, hit by the bus scenario. If that bookkeeper is the only one that has the keys to the kingdom to all your financial information and they walk out and they get hit by a bus, now what? Now what do you do? So this is why you do cross-training and separation of duties, right, is to make sure that people can step in these roles if need be. Now, knock on wood, like nothing ever does happen to anyone. I mean, I'm not wishing anyone any illness or, or negativity, just saying this is just you know, the truth about being in business is you want to have redundancies in place. You want to make sure that you have failovers. So I wanted to cover that today. It was just something that I saw in the news. I thought it was very important to discuss. Uh, more more companies, especially smaller companies, might not have the resources to be able to do this, but I think it's important to have these discussions. I think it's so important to talk about separation of duties uh, cross training and these types of areas that they kind of go, okay, you know, in these core responsibilities, operations, financial, HR, um, IT, uh, what else I'm trying to think, marketing, like any area that you can think of is core to the business uh, functionality that we have people in place and as the redundancies and things that need to have, you know, confirmation for. Uh, transactional uh, or tasks have separation of duty. So there is, you know, two sides of, of, of confirmation. So I think it's really important to have that discussion. I love to hear what you think comment below. Uh, it's so important to kind of get you guys, your feedback on what you think of this. Do you have separation of duties? What do you think about it? You know, uh, if you're working or you're a consultant in cybersecurity, are you recommending to your clients that they look at that as best business practices? Comment below. I, I think it's really important to have that discussion. Uh, so just to catch you up on what I'm working on, uh, last video talked about kind of the videos and what I'm doing with the technology. I went back to uh, my Nikon D750. I just want to give as be best video quality as I can. Uh, I was testing it like iPad and iPhone and I uh, sent a message and talked to one of the Apple uh, support people and feedback forms to really kind of talk about 
the evolution of technology when it comes to cameras, when it comes to phones, when it comes to all that, that they need to step up their game. And then looking at different types of solutions when you look at uh, video cameras and all that, that again, you look at, it starts getting costly when you start to look at the quality that you want to get. So that's why I went back to my Nikon D750. So you probably see a different view of what, you know, the image looks like and what the, the, the video looks like. So that that's just kind of to let you know, um, what else am I working on? Uh, this week's been really busy. Uh, interesting. Uh, so I've been going to meetings, kind of doing a lot of different things. Uh, interviews had a, uh, a meeting today, uh, just talking about some technologies, talking about, you know, marketing and, and different things and then security. So some great discussions, a lot of things are going on. Uh, I had an interview this afternoon and here's, here's the truth about the cybersecurity industry. Uh, the guy that I'm trying to interview is just extremely busy. Clients are, are needing his services and it happens. So, uh, something to think about in, if you're in the industry is how much in demand you are for your, your, your services, for your expertise, right. And, and make sure that you kind of balance it out for yourself because it can you know, it's a great thing, you know, if you, that's what you love, but it also can burn you out if you're doing 12 hour days, six days a week, seven days a week. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. Now, don't get me wrong. This guy that I'm interviewing, he's got great work-life balance, you know, all that. I'm just saying, I've seen guys that work long hours. I've seen people that, you know, the company has so much work, they just need their help. And they ended up like, you know, not taking care of themselves, burning themselves out and you know starting to not like what they they are doing and it's so important to have that balance because i'm sure originally and naturally they got into that role because they loved what they were doing it was just circumstantial it became a point where they didn't like it so something to really look at also i was talking to a colleague today uh and a friend uh, i've known since high school actually yeah, I know since high school, and he was talking about a colleague of his that just passed away, young, young age, uh, and he was saying that the stress of work got to them, and then he had the heart attack, and then he had a second heart attack, which then he passed away from. So make sure as you're growing, as you're in cybersecurity, as you're doing all these things, make sure you eat right, you take care of yourself, you know, drink really good quality water, and just you know, make sure you're you're healthy because the healthy you are the more efficient, the more, you know, energized, the more energy you're going to have, the better you're going to be to troubleshoot, the better you're going to be to solve problems, to deal with pressure. And if you're not, you're going to take on that stress, not only just emotionally, but also physically as well. So just keep that in mind. Uh, again, my goal is to educate, to provide, you know, as much knowledge as I can. And I think it's so important and it touches home for me is to stay healthy, to take care of yourself, to do all those things so you can do the things you love and things you enjoy and be around the people you love. So that's it for today's video. I know I'm covering a little bit of information kind of, you know, from separation of duties to kind of some personal stuff that I think is really important to kind of look at the work-life balance and, and do that. So, so I just want to leave off. Don't forget, software is hackable. Being connected is vulnerable. I'll see you next Daily Cyber.